What's up, guys? Welcome back. Cliff Williams, Joel Jackson. First and foremost, uh, this is going to be an episode that has a ton of spoilers in it. We're talking Spider-Man 3, potentially Venom 3. We're talking the biggest spoilers, in my opinion, in the MCU since uh, Endgame. So if you don't like spoilers, if you don't like movies, if you don't like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just go somewhere else. You can go. You can get out. This is your warning. Look. Tell them, Joel. Oh, this is your warning. Me and Joel are warning you. Spoilers. Crazy spoilers and speculation. Cliff Williams, Joel Jackson, this is not gospel. Look, if you don't like trucker hats and... If you don't like... Neck beards, then you can just get out. If you thought I enjoyed that. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Uh, so, first off, let me make sure I got your... Check, check, check. One, two. There we go. We'll get you... Hey. Getting you a little bit more volume. All right, so... <clears throat> Anyways, Joel, I watched. Yes, I watched Venom two. And did you watch it last night? Or? I no, watched. We were... No, I watched it uh, this week. I watched it with my brother, and I enjoyed it. Of course, I enjoyed the first one, uh, but I just this today you showed me the second oh, trailer. Man. Actually, I think it's the third or the third. I guess the third trailer, the most second. recent trailer for Spider Man No Way Home. And here's the deal. The reason why these are connected is because I stayed for the entire Venom 2. I stayed for the after credits scene. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. and just you got, so, you got so, some theories, right? So everybody knows Venom is in, is in Spider-Man 3. Venom is in Spider-Man 3. That's what people have been wanting since the dawn of time of, of this whole uh, Marvel getting a hold of Spider-Man character. They've been like, why aren't Venom and Spider-Man, the whole Sony Marvel thing, why can't they be in the same movie? Uh, Is there any Spider-Man in the Venom series yet? No. That's the thing. Like, uh, So the first Venom movie with, with Tom Hardy, I thought it was super entertaining. It's not going to win like a bunch of Oscars and whatnot, but it doesn't have to. It's an action flick. It's a superhero action flick. I went... I watched it, I paid $1,000 for popcorn, and yep. I didn't regret it. I came out saying I laughed, I enjoyed the action sequences, Venom was done well, Tom Hardy does an excellent job, I felt like, uh, is it Melissa Williams? Michelle. Michelle Williams did a fantastic job okay. as uh, Venom's love interest. I always forget the name of, of the love interest of Venom, I always forget but it's uh, sexist. I, it is. It is sexist. sexist. It's just because I'm a fan of of you Venom, cis the character. White males, man. <coughs> All right, so uh, he did an excellent job, and she did an excellent job. They had chemistry. Uh, I enjoyed the first movie. Here's what happens. The problem is a lot of people complain. They're like, "There's no Spider-Man in the Venom world," and that's just awful, right? That was their big complaint. Now. The big news about No Way Home is there's been all the speculation. From every trailer, you've seen all of the baddies from all the other Spider-Man movies. We've seen this. They let that footage out, but they've shown nothing about a legit second Spider-Man. You see in in this new trailer this black spider suit that at one point he's he's using the Doctor Strange, like he's using magic. Yep. Essentially. I it looks like what what they're doing with the Doctor Strange magic stuff. So that could potentially be another Spider-Man. But it's not like 100% how, fact yet. How is Venom <coughs> supposed to be in Spider-Man 3? Because they're from a different universe. Right, okay, so... Explain, explain this. Explain the this after credit scene, you've got 
Tom Hardy Venom in a bed in a hotel room and they're on vacation let's say and it's pretty funny it, it actually it's like it starts out with Venom uh, his feet over Tom Hardy's feet like the symbiotes over his feet and he's like twiddling his toes in, in the sand on the beach like because that's where he wanted to go he just I deserve a vacation let me go somewhere where I can put the sand in my toes and uh, they're in the bed in the hotel room and all of a sudden this giant light flashes through the room and then you the the bed sheets have changed on the bed there's these like swans made out of the out of the towels it's a totally different room essentially and the tv's on and you hear that ak simmons uh or is it jk simmons it's jk simmons uh again i'm getting all the names wrong he's the reporter guy from <coughs> spider-man j jonah jameson one mm-hmm like the first and, ever Spider-Man. And Toby from Far From Home. They they showed that he was J. Jonah Jameson in Far From Home. Like they had uh, J.K. Simmons's voice uh, as, like in the end when he said, you, you heard it here first, folks. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. You know, that like that was his whole deal. Yeah, it was it was in the it end. It was in the second one? Yep, it was in the end. The one with Jake Gyllenhaal, Far From Home. When Jake Gyllenhaal was Why would he be playing in that one is that because it already they were already hinting at a crossover mm-hmm. that's what they were generating hype for the third okay because i was like that to reach so the yes, same guy. so in in venom in the post-credit scene that scene plays out on the tv you heard it here folks peter parker is spider-man and you see tom holland on the tv and venom's like that guy and like licks the screen <coughs> so and i apologize to everybody i've got a cough but that lets you know that Doctor Strange did the spell. He did the whole spell, and it pulled Venom into that universe. Mm. So the big light that went through the room, it was that spell that pulled Venom into the universe. So, it, it, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's, I'm just saying it's fascinating to me that they have managed to create a world where you can basically break all these rules, <coughs> but it mm-hmm. works perfect everybody's down with it because like you can essentially make mistakes and then go yeah. back and erase them. You created a world like where, where you created a, a universe where you can pull all these other movies together and pull them into your universe. That is fascinating. That's genius. And it's genius. It's, ge- it's yeah. like, it's like I remember when they were saying Avengers back in 2012, you're going to have all these crazy mm. superheroes on the screen together. It was not done before. I feel like this is the first time they've ever universe melded. We're going to take old Spider-Man and put him back well, in potentially. Like, well, and, and it's, it's genius for studios like Disney well, and Marvel because yeah. they're acquiring all these other studios and all these other characters. They did the same thing with the X-Men. You had First Class and they went back, uh, Days of Future Past, and they went back in time yeah. and made some changes. And the whole idea with time travel is that those changes can affect and ripple and... and and the fact that they're hinting to a multiverse now, and they're having literally a multiverse. They did that with Doctor Strange, all these different universes. They literally can can reinvent the entire X-Men if they want. They can have the X-Men in a totally different universe, yeah. you know, and it, it it's pretty genius. But it is, you're right in a sense that how they made it work without it just seeming so campy and and, and stupid and dumb is, is amazing to me. Like everybody, whether or not, uh, whether or not Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in this movie, everyone expects them to be. The fact that they can take all of these amazing villains, mm-hmm. Doc Ock, 
and the original Green Goblin and you throw them into this movie as your villain, it's like the greatest hits. But it's not done in a stupid yeah. reboot way. It's like, oh, It's done in a way that. that everybody wants to see it. It's, it's done in a new, fresh way. It's like the biggest fan service ever, too. But like, it's fan service, right. It's not like, here's an X-Wing, oh! Yeah. You know? So, well, it, it reminds me of what they did in Endgame. There was so many fan service moments in Endgame, comic like nerd, and I'm a comic nerd, so I say that with pride, comic nerd fan service moments in Endgame that tra- they translated incredibly well. When uh, Captain America, you know, he's got, he pulls up Mjolnir, the hammer, and he's the one using the hammer on Thanos, and they have their big fight. That's fan service, like 100% fan service, because in the comics, Captain America is worthy. He's one of the few people worthy to wield Mjolnir. And so they've been waiting for several movies to see him wield it. Mm. So that is fan service, and it translated incredibly well. Mm. Um, <coughs> this with all the with all the villains and stuff to me is another one that translates incredibly well because uh, everybody everybody loved uh, the Doc Ock character from Spider Man Two. Mm-hmm. He he was a, he did an incredibly he he did incredibly. I well. love how convincing the first Spider Man <laughs> movies are. That it's just so real. Because I think there's a little bit with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It doesn't totally feel like it could happen in our time. Because mm. it's so fantastical. But you take um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man world. And it feels very real. It feels super like modern day America. And I feel like that's what I love about Doc Ock. It makes except, you feel like real people. Except, except for... Uh, I'm not talking about I, three. I hate to say this... <clears throat> I enjoy, I really liked Willem Dafoe as Screen Goblin. Yeah. But the costume, little Power Rangers. Just a little Power Rangers for me. I'm going to go ahead and say Wasn't it. Wasn't that the first... Like, the, the, the superhero movie in 2002, that was the first... Oh, yeah. Like, at the, redone. At that, at that time, no, but you hadn't really seen anything quite like it. Mm-mm. I mean, I remember seeing Spider-Man swinging through with, like those buildings and stuff and just being like, Oh my gosh, it's like the most Spider-Man legendary movie. thing. And the Nickelback song comes well, on and it, you yeah. just like, you know, you get goosebumps all over your chest what, and you're, what yeah. were the movies at that time? Wasn't it a bunch of like, you had famous people, famous stars and let's, let's take Jim Carrey and he's G- Jim Carrey is a carrot. <laughs> this week we're going to find out being a carrot's not so you gotta, easy. You got to put That's... the South Park of this, this <laughs> lingo in there. So, um, but it but it was they, they talked about how it was like actor driven an actor driven universe yeah or an actor driven movie world cinematic world yeah Cinema- but then but then <coughs> the superhero stuff came on the scene and it became character driven uh-huh. so we no longer care about the Brad Brad Pitt is a carrot like it doesn't matter it's now it's you about- almost didn't want to know your su- like like who the actors were who were playing the characters no you, you wanted nobodies it's like a Hugh Jackman. He was a relative no name. Yeah. And then he did Wolverine and it's like yeah. all over. Yeah. He's done that character. He finally retired the character yeah. after the movie Logan. Angelina Jolie is a toothbrush. Yeah. She's gonna find out brushing teeth ain't Ain't that easy. Ain't that easy. <laughs> Alright, so anyways, we gotta get back to the spoilers. So here's the deal. Um yeah. we talked about the Venom two post credit scene. That Venom has a has officially Tom Hardy's Venom has officially been pulled into the MCU universe because you see uh, them the announcement uh, from the Daily Bugle or whatever talking about Peter Parker is Spider-Man, you know, and they know he's in that universe. And 
in the movie, they ask, he's like, where are we going to go? He goes, wherever needs some le- a lethal protector, wherever needs a lethal pr- protector. So he's going to leave San Francisco. He's going to go to New York, presumably where Spider-Man is. He's going to go there. He's going to meet up with Spider-Man. He's going to help Spider-Man fight the Sinister Six. And it has to be the Sinister Six. And if you think about the trailer, the last trailer, what we saw, we saw six individual villains without, without Venom. You saw a Lizard. You saw Sandman. You saw Jamie Foxx as uh, Electro. Mm-hmm. You saw, which is, that's three. So Lizard, Sandman, Electro. You saw, you've seen uh, Doc Ock from the beginning. We saw Willem Dafoe as a Green Goblin. Yep. And then the, there's a quick blurb of a, scene, of a scene. It just flies in. You see this guy in the green suit. And it, you immediately think that it's, that it's Green Goblin, it's Willem Dafoe, flying in on that glider with all these little bombs or something around him. Yeah. That's not Willem Dafoe. I believe that's the actor, and I forget his name, but the actor... They're not going to put James Franco in there, and I'll tell you why. Not James Franco. It's not James Franco, because all the craziness with all James his, Franco. All his sexual issues. The there, there's no way he's going to be in there. Or the, the sexual abuse on screen. Yeah. It's the other guy from the Andrew Garfield movie. The Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The him. younger kid who plays Harry Osborn. Dude... When Gwen died in Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. what a sad, like, it's almost like, why would you do that? It was well, I so, appreciated it. I did, but it was so, like... <clears throat> it was it was, a, it was a very poetic moment. Like, the clock. Did you know the deal with the clock? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was set to the exact uh, number of the issue. The time on the clock was the number of the issue that she died in in the comics. So I, I like the way they did it in, in terms of storytelling poetically. It was very cool. But I agree with you. It was a bummer because you wanted to see that relationship. It was just see where it went. So, it was so dark. It was dark. So like that was, oh, that was like Marvel has never done anything. Like the tone of how it was shot and the graveyard scene and the realism. It's like yeah. the tone was just, did they, did they make that movie knowing that was probably the last, his last go? I don't think so. Really? No way, dude. They totally intended. I mean, they ended with him fighting Rhino, and they had yeah, a post credit scene with the Sinister Six and all that. And which I, which in hindsight, back then I was like, I can't believe they're canceling this. I want to see the third one. Now seeing what what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done with the Spider Man character and what he they did with Vulture, man, in yeah. in uh, Michael Keaton just nailing the Vulture, just doing a great job. Um, he's not in this, interestingly enough, he's not in this uh, No Way Home trailer at all. And I don't think they need him in it because they have six villains without him in it. And they don't have Scorpion. They alluded to Scorpion because the post credit scene, you saw Michael Keaton and Scorpion meet up in mm-hmm. prison. They don't need either one of them to have the six bad guys at the Sinister Six. You've already got, again, yep. Doc Ock, Sandman, uh, Green Goblin, and Hobgoblin uh, from... Uh, Andrew Garfield's Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 2, Hobgoblin, and then you've got, uh, let's see, it what was if- Electro yep. and the Lizard. That's six baddies. So you've already got the Sinister Six, and you're going to have Venom teaming up with Spider-Man. I believe in the very last little bit, I think, kind of what you said, in the moment where Doctor Strange says they're coming and I can't stop them, and you said that's probably when you're going to see Hopefully, if, if everything goes according to all the nerds and dorks fans, which I'm one of them, uh, all of our all of our hopes and dreams could come true for the Spider-Man universe if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, like I think an older, like kind of salt and pepper, 
like sort of uh, jaded Tobey Maguire is a Spider-Man. Yeah. I would like to see that. And I'd like to see those show up. I think about that same time in the final act of the movie is when you're going to see Tom Hardy's Venom. What if after this movie they take like Spider-Man, but they put them in like, it's like the reverse of what they did in the early 2000s. So you mm. take Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is a single dad. Spider-Man is a single dad. He's going to find out. Changing diapers is not that easy. Or an eight-legged baby <laughs> really stinks. Really stinks. This so, year, Spider-Man <laughs> in the Stinkyverse. <laughs> Enter the Stinkyverse. All right. They made it. I mean, maybe. But uh, what I think they are going to do, and this is uh, the other spoiler. Now, this is the speculation, and this is sp- uh, a big-time spoiler if I'm right. Um during the Venom 2 movie, again, spoiler alert, during the Venom 2 movie, at the start, uh, Woody Harrelson plays Cletus Cassidy, okay. who, who, is, who becomes Carnage, right? It's the bad guy. The bad guy, right. Yeah. He has been saying all he's wanted from the very beginning of, of time or whatever is a family. That's all I want is a family. And when he becomes Carnage for the first time, he's busting out of that prison. And he, this one guard comes up to him, and the guard like drops his gun and says, "Please don't! I have a family." And then Carnage like sticks his tongue down the guard's throat, like all the way down his throat. And you think, "Oh, he's killing him! Like he's he's dead. No big deal." Kind of does. It's it's really odd. And then he pulls his tongue out and just drops the guard on the ground. Guard's like, Ugh! like incapacitated. Yeah. And then the movie goes on, never mentions it again, and it's over. Here's what I think happened. Here's what I think that is. That is is Venom three. What happens is in Spider-Man 3, okay. No Way Home, Venom makes a cameo because he's been pulled into that universe, right? And when Doctor Strange is rearranging everything and fixing everything, Venom doesn't want to go to his universe because he's got the girlfriend who's marrying the other dude that he can't be around. Nobody, He feels alone. He feels like nobody wants him there, and he feels like he's needed here. That would be cool. Maybe. Or he lets... He goes back to his universe. He has to go back to his universe, I guess. Because in Venom 3, I believe there's going to be a Venom 3. They they want all... They want movies. They want three movies. A trilogy. In Venom 3, it's going to be the children of Carnage. Because I feel like when, when Carnage stuck his tongue down that dude's throat, mm-hmm. he implanted symbiote eggs or symbiote cells in that dude because he said no it's, i've got a family it's carnage and he's changing like, a bunch of little yeah, carnage he's like, diapers i'm gonna make you yeah i'm gonna make my family you know boom and i think that's the plot line yep. for venom 3 and here's what i think they're gonna do they're gonna this tom holland character that is so popular now his spider-man's so popular it's the same thing that happened with robert downey jr you know they they cameoed him in as many movies as possible they're not going to do a spider-man 4 because there's three movies right so instead of a Spider-Man 4, they generate momentum for Venom 3 by having Tom Holland Spider-Man show up in Venom 3 to help Venom fight the children of Carnage. And I think that's like all of the fanboys of the Spider-Man universe. That's like all of their dreams come true. Venom comes over here to help Spider-Man face the big baddies and all this craziness. Then Spider-Man comes to help Venom take out the children of Carnage. It's like the fanboy's dream come true. And it would make sense in the comic universe that that would actually take place. I am jealous of people that are super into the superhero thing (laughs) because I am eagerly (coughs) awaiting for my Lord of the Rings universe to get wokely destroyed by Amazon. Wow. 
have you noticed how all these modern movies it's almost like they've lost the theme of friendship and love and companionship i'm not necessarily saying that about the universe but it's so plot driven we have to go get the bad guy. We have to accomplish this thing. Dude. Lord of the Rings feels like a bunch of friends mm. that deeply care about each other and they're on a journey. I don't remember seeing that in the Endgame as much as Spider-Man and or Tom Holland, Spider-Man and Iron Man, yes, father-son theme. But those themes kind of, everything seems plot like we we got to go get the we got to get the guy. Let's go get the guy. I saw an interesting thing that uh Stephen King was saying It's almost Christmas, guys. What in the world? You've got to keep this in. So, guys, just so you know, there is currently a Black Friday sale at the Not Gospel website. We've got hats. We have liberal tear mugs. What the heck? As well as... What in the heck is that? What is it? Is it Lego? It's, a, it's my Morse code. Why did it just do the Christmas thing? I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's you weird. You gotta keep that in. <sighs> My gosh. I was watching uh, Stephen King talk about writing, and he said, yes. I would never ruin... People ask him about his plot choices and stuff, and he said, I would never ruin a good story with plot, with something as, as awful as plot. And what he meant was, is he's a bigger fan of what you were saying, of characters, characters and situations. He says, I like putting characters in situations and seeing where they go. Now... He says something else I disagree with, though. He said that he heard some other author was talking about when he's writing a story, he always writes the last line first because he knows exactly where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And Stephen King did one of these. He was like, oh, like he felt like that just ruined the whole writing process for him. Okay. I actually align with that. When I'm thinking of story, when I'm thinking of story, I have the last scene. And I'm talking the fantasy epic that I started years ago that I told you was yeah. just total doo-doo and was awful because I didn't know how to write. Mm-hmm. And then when I get through with my dad's story with the man of God and when I get through with Pillar of Light, I'm yeah. going to revisit uh, the Harbinger, Harbinger prophecies and go through that. Um, I know exactly how it ends. And I know I know how dad's book ends, Man of God, the trilogy ends. I know how Pillar of Light ends. But... I enjoy, I don't know. That doesn't mean I automatically know everything about what's going to happen. As I'm building characters and stuff, more characters are going to come, more yeah. situations are going to come. And that's the interesting thing to me is because it's, how do I take this wo- road that is starting to weave? How do yeah. I get it back to this end that I already know is where I want the story to go? I have no interest in any story that doesn't have heavy family friendship themes. Part of the reason I was super into Game of Thrones is I loved the relationship between um, Sam and Jon Snow. Like, the mm. only reason I watch Game of Thrones is Jon Snow. The, that's the reason so many people watch Game of Thrones. Because there were so many disappointing characters. Jon Snow and Tyrion Lannister yeah. and Arya Stark. Right up until the point where Arya Stark kind of went overseas, let's say, and got involved with... Yeah, she didn't care about anyone. Like, I, And I get Everybody that. loved the fact that she was going to become an assassin. I don't know that they they agreed with how that wound up towards the end. Yeah. It kind of left them frustrated. Well, season eight is its own thing. Yeah. Like, it is it is what it is. Whether or not everything I've speculated on with the Spider-Man stuff actually happens, it's going to be very interesting to see, but we do know for sure, pretty confident, that Venom is going to be in 
Spider-Man No Way Home. Check out these trailers. Uh, check out all the visuals, images. If you find something we've missed, let us know about it. If you like this clip from Not Gospel, uh, please check out the weekly podcast. You can check us out on Patreon. Uh, tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want us to uh, to cover. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, and as always, keep being awesome because that's how he made you. Thank you.